Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And today we are talking about season one, episode three, Take My Sister, Please. Um, This was directed by Paul Hohen, written by Lorne Kimborough, I think. Is that it? Mm. It might be Lori because she's a woman. Yeah. I wrote down the name. So I probably wrote it down incorrectly. It looks like an N on my notebook. Either way, yeah, written by that person. And this is the only episode they ever wrote for the show. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of a little interesting. It explains some of the plot holes, I guess. Yeah. Because there aren't a lot of plot holes in other episodes. And this is interesting, though, because I was going to say that I ranked this one number 14. (laughs) And you ranked this one number 50. <laughs> yeah, one 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 lower than swap.com actually. Yeah. So I think this is like our first big big gap. <laughs> yeah. Uh at least you know uh for the for the podcast order we're going in. Yeah, so this should be interesting because you yeah, you said Uh, on your little blurb on your article that there were a lot of plot holes in this one but I suck at finding plot holes so I have no idea what you're talking about honestly (laughs) so I'm very interested in hearing what you you think they are all right so this episode has a 7.5 on IMDb which is the same as swap.com and higher than Steven's jeans. So Mm. the synopsis on IMDb of this episode is, when Lewis fails to sign up in time for the school talent show, he convinces Ren to pair up with him and ends up turning the act into his own. And I mean, that's kind of accurate, I guess. Yeah. I summarized it saying, Lewis desperately wants to win first place at the school talent show with his original comedy act. When he's too late for signups, he decides to hijack Renslot and the siblings work together as a two-man act with a few bumps along the road, of course. Mm-hmm. So I sure. Think- I think it's also part of the reason why it's a little higher as well as Swap.com. I mean, as compared to Steven's jeans is because I think it's more memorable too. And I think people remember, you know, him wearing the clown wig at the beginning or him, the opera thing towards the end. Or Mm -hmm. when I was typing on Google, I typed in even Steven's and then the letter T, like the third thing down was talent show episode. Really? So I, I think people just remember it. Oh, it's a talent show. It's like an event episode, you know, and those ones people tend to remember more. Right. And Swap.com had Ernie Morton. Recently, so. <laughs> May he live in infamy. <laughs> but yeah, so this originally premiered July 1st, 2000. It's number four in production. So this was aired out of order, but it aired out of order in an order that makes more sense. If that yeah. <laughs> makes any sense, because in Steven's jeans, it ended with Lewis realizing that he likes being funny more. Um, then, mm-hmm. you know, being athletic or whatever he was trying to be good at last time. And then this time we see him really wanting to win the school talent show with his comedy act. So I think mm-hmm. I think that's really nice to see back to back. Yeah. What was three in production order? Uh, I'm going to have to pull that up on Wiki. And I can't remember. OK, so number three in production was What a Light Will Do. OK, that's, so, the, that's the next one. Yeah. That's actually a good one, too, because in that one, he also is like upset over losing his SNL tape. Yeah. So that also kind of goes with the comedy thing. Either of those, I guess, would be OK. But I really like this one. Yeah. Uh, back to back because I guess yeah we're getting our general thoughts out first Uh, Mm -hmm. so as I said in my review the reason why I was really pushed to rank this one so high is because this is the most we ever see of Lewis the aspiring comedian what I 
yeah. love to call it. You know, this is the most we ever see of that in one episode. You know, it's like really, really overt. It's like, yeah, I want to be a comedian. I want to win a trophy for this. I want to be like all my heroes. And so that's what I really, really like about this one. And also, I think it's a nice episode for Lewis and Ren as well. Yeah, I, I love that ending. Uh, we'll get there, but the ending scene's great. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like little details here and there. And I think it is just the writing. There's some good lines. Like, Lewis is great in it. Like, this one, Take My Sister, Please, and then the next one on my list, Swap.com. That Between those might be, like, the line that separates the two tiers. Really? For me. And I don't hate the episode. I love it. I mean, I was enjoying it, watching it last night, and yeah, I don't know. We'll get into it. Yeah. Upon rewatching it, I did think it was a little slower. Um, yeah. But it also tells one story as well. Yeah, it's more streamlined, which is cool. Like, I love when they're able to tie all the characters together like that. Yeah, but I think, like, the more streamlined plot in this one, whereas, like, the first two episodes still kind of had that streamlined plot, they didn't feel as slow, What where this... Because when you do have, like, one plot going on and no subplots, it does tend to get slower, but the first two did such a good job of not letting that happen, mm-hmm. I think. So, yeah, is that all of our general thoughts, really? Uh, I'll just read my little few sentences on here on my review. Mm -hmm. I said, there are perhaps more plot holes in this episode than any other. And Ren's obnoxiousness may be at an all-time high, but luckily it mostly features Lewis. When he misses the signups for the talent show, he tries to commandeer Ren's act. Even though there aren't a whole lot of memorable moments in this one, there's a nice scene that Lewis and Ren share towards the end. And then I put my favorite quote in there, which we'll get to later. I, upon rewatching it, Ren wasn't as annoying as I remember. Yeah, her I was gonna say as as you were just reading that, I was like, "What? I didn't think she was that annoying." I think it was. I think what annoyed me was that she allowed Beale to kind of manipulate her relationship with her brother. Right. And we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. We're getting. It's we're definitely. <laughs> it's a little bit later. But. Uh, yeah. So why don't we just jump into these plot points? So the episode opens with Lewis like walking into his bedroom and he's looking around at all of his posters and headshots that he has on his wall of his favorite comedians and actors. So he's looking at the Kramer poster. So Michael Richards, Jay Leno. He's looking at a poster for the Waterboy. So Adam Sandler. And we get this voiceover thing of him dreaming of himself winning an award for best new young talent. Uh, And he's like giving the speech. Thank you. Uh, Thanks. I want to thank all the guys. Michael Richards, uh, uh, Chris Rock, Adam. You guys have no idea how hard I've worked to get this trophy. Not just this trophy, but any trophy. I love the way he just says Adam. Adam, First name. Adam Sandler's first name because, you know, they're on a first name basis like that. Mm -hmm. Um, What does he say? Like, he's so happy to have won this trophy, but not just this trophy, any trophy. (laughs) 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 Because he just wants it so bad. He just wants some sort of approval for this, for him, you know, because his his family gets approval all the time. He just wants approval. Same with the last episode. Mm -hmm. That's why I like this one going back to back with Steven's jeans because, you know, he feels like, okay, this is my thing. It's comedy and I really want to get this tangible validation of my skills, you know, in the form of this trophy. Yeah, yeah. So I really, I really like that. So he's busy in his room dreaming about winning this trophy. And uh, Eileen comes in and she's like, aren't you supposed to be at talent show rehearsals or whatever? And he's like, oh, no, Ma, don't worry. It's uh, it's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? I don't know. It's Tuesday at, at three o'clock. She goes, uh, honey, it is Tuesday and it's 3.15. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, you know what? 
I think it's that was always something that was a little weird to me though because if this meant so much to Lewis, why would he be late for the signups or just the rehearsal in general? Like, because he's so bad, I guess, at school. True. That he's, he's kind of still like a slacker in a mm-hmm. sense. You know what I mean? And this is just one of those situations where his dream conflicts with his procrastinating and <laughs> everything. Yeah, exactly. So. I think it's just one of those things. This is Lewis being Lewis. Mm-hmm. They also like basically show us how much of a procrastinator he was once he gets to the rehearsals and he's late for the rehearsal, and uh, everyone tells him, you know, she, the the who's the lady in charge of it? Did they ever say her name? Mrs. Oh, geez, I wrote it down. I think. No, I didn't. Cause uh, no, let me look it up. Anyway, her name's not important. So there's this lady who's like in charge of the rehearsals and, you know, Lewis comes running in late and, uh, you know, she tells him, oh, your name isn't on my list. And he's like, oh, uh, you sure? Blah, blah, blah. And then we find out that the sign-up sheet was posted in study hall for the last month. And he was like, oh, it's been a busy week for me. I, I haven't seen it. They're like, yeah, it's been posted for a month. So, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, that just shows that he's a pretty bad procrastinator. Um, yeah, well, he doesn't go to study hall also. Oh, so. yeah, exactly. And the, that girl says that, too. A place you obviously haven't been in that voice. <laughs> Super East Coast accent in California. <laughs> and it's funny because this girl is sitting with Ren and they're acting like they're really close friends. But again, we never see this girl again. She doesn't even have a name. She doesn't even have a name, yeah. And it says Ren's friend on IMDb. No way. <laughs> yeah. And she's really dumb too, kind of, we, as we see later for oh, a second. Oh, in the later scene, yeah. They were really trying to find the a right friend sort for of Ren. friends for her. Because they found Jewel, they had Jewel, and they had this random girl, and then they did Charlotte in mm-hmm. a few episodes. Mm-hmm. And then obviously later in the season, we get Ruby and Monique. Mm hmm. Which are, who are great, so um, and they're they the they're the it. mainstays, yeah. But it yeah. they took a while to try to figure out like who Ren's friends should be. Really, first time we see Ivan and Principal Wexler later. Too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ivan's this weird kind of character. He's just this like lackey, whoever like mm-hmm. is his popular friend of the moment. And here we see him with Larry. Him and Ivan are kind of bragging about the fact that they, you know, are doing their amazing magic, you know, act and they're going to have an elephant up on the stage. So they're just trying to act like, you know, they're all that and that they're totally going to win and whatever. Yeah. Wait, so yeah, backtracking a second because this is one of my favorite little subtle quotes. So before she calls him out for not being on the roster. Her name is Miss Baker, by the way. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) It was bothering me. He's like trying to get a seat in the the audience with the rest of the contestants. And he goes walking past Larry and Ivan sitting in their row. And he goes walking over Ivan's toe, I guess. And he's like, oh, was that your toe? Like the way he (laughs) says it. And then he makes it like halfway into the row. And then she's like, oh, Lewis, you're not on my list then he goes walking back out the row and steps on ivan's toe again he's like oh was that your toe again and ivan just cuts him off by saying yes and i don't know why but that just makes me laugh so hard every time me too me too oh god this is a really nice just little moment yep (laughs) that's why i love even stevens it's just the little things it doesn't have to be like a big joke it's just like a little thing here that just kind of makes you laugh, and that's that's what's so beautiful about it. Yeah, and again, it's Shia's phrasing as well. Like, oh, was that your toe again? <laughs> like, like, oh, he's so, like, fake concerned. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, oh, well, I also want to talk about how he tries to get, he tries to kind of convince Miss Baker 
to uh, give him a spot like towards the end and like cut out two minutes. Mm-hmm. This is another thing that just bothers me in this episode. I don't know why. It's just these little things. So he says, how about you cut two minutes from everyone's act? And she said, well, then everyone will get eight minutes and you'll get a half an hour. And I'm like, okay, well, the simple solution to that is just don't take two minutes. Take like 30 seconds. Exactly. And then he'd get 10 minutes. It's just so frustrating. The whole episode could be avoided by just these little details here and there. And I even did the math. Everyone's act would only have to be cut by 40 seconds in order for him to get Mm-hmm. 10 minutes if they were like super strict to this 150 minute total which it ends up being because they're 15 acts yeah it's just super frustrating yeah sorry and 10 minutes is a long time for a talent show too yeah for especially a seventh and eighth grade talent yeah show. it's like they only need like two minutes minimum like five minutes max and then for some reason it also bothered me too when he was like Oh, like, yeah, what if you cut two minutes from everyone? And then, like, right after that, Ren's like, I'll sacrifice two minutes. Like, the way she also says two minutes always kind of bothered me. <laughs> like, like I don't know. Like, she, like she should have said, like, ten seconds or something. Because if she's willing to sacrifice two minutes, I mean, he could have done a lot with two minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, this scene is, it ends with Lewis, you know, saying to himself, I gotta find a way into that talent show or whatever. You know, he has to find a way in. The very next scene uh, is what I meant when I said that Ren's friend is pretty dumb. It cuts to uh, Ren's bedroom and she's with this girl again now at her house. So obviously they're supposed to be- And another girl who doesn't doesn't even speak. Yeah. And that girl says, I just love talent shows. Everyone is so- talented i'm like (laughs) i'm like what in the heck and like even ren looks at her like why am i friends with you it's and it's just like not a good line either no it's it's so obvious they're trying to make her seem like ditzy yeah ren's deciding like what she wants to do for the talent show she obviously wants to sing i guess so she's trying to pick what she wants to do she's like oh what about an opera from romeo and juliet oh everyone loves that i'm like do we really i i don't know (laughs) um and so just right then lewis knocks on her door and i pointed out on my review i feel like this is his motif that plays because it's the mm. it's the same opening uh, motif as I always find a way. Oh, is it? Yeah. So like he opens the door and it like as it reveals him as she opens the door it's boom 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 boom. <laughs> like oh. that's that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like it. And I think I was actually on key when I just hummed that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good. it sounded right to me. I was on key as well last time. Yeah. Because you matched it up. Anyway, maybe it's because I watched these episodes so much that, like, literally the keys themselves are embedded into my mind. Oh, yeah. Because I had mentioned in my influenza review that I Always Find a Way is the one song that is very closely related to the score of the show. Yeah, you're right. So Lewis knocks on Ren's door and he, you know, gives this sort of proposal of like, hey, what if, you know, we turned your slot into a two-man act and like, you know, we could win this thing, you know? So what is his tactic here, really? He's basically trying to convince her that opera is boring yeah yeah and, yeah and, and he's right yes i mean in a seventh eighth grade talent show like lewis has such a great understanding of what 
I think what entertains people. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it doesn't really match his lack of popularity because usually people who are not popular don't know what entertains people, right? Mm-hmm. Pe- he's almost like ahead of his time, so people don't get him. He gets people, but people don't get him. <laughs> yeah. And so he know he knows what's going to work, and he knows that opera is not going to work. I also pointed out that um, this is the first time they've acknowledged uh, Christy Carlson Romano's other talents. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. like they're like working that into it, I guess. Um, She's a great singer. Lewis tells her, you know, you and Donnie win stuff all the time. I want this. So like, let me have something like, let me like, you know, let's try to make this thing work. Yeah. So I wrote that he's trying to convince Ren that the two of them can team up and like beat Larry in his lame illusions. Because I think mm-hmm. as established in the last episode, Larry is Ren's enemy. So I think it's like, you know, trying to get in that way, because like as soon as he says, you know, maybe we should team up and do something. She's like, well, I'm sure people are sick of Beale's lame illusions by now or something. So that was kind of getting her a little bit like, yeah, yeah, like, hmm, like maybe we could beat him. But she basically says no. So (laughs) so she turns down the offer to team up with Lewis. Since Ren didn't go for it, uh, he the next scene cuts to him. Uh, <laughs> cuts to him uh, going up to Tawny at school uh, and he's just totally trying to get her on board <laughs> to try to collaborate with him Tawny being Tawny you know she's just like I don't do funny <laughs> I'm like why is Tawny the best though like especially like early Tawny she's very like so apathetic yeah very like uh, I, I don't, like monotone mm-hmm. they were definitely trying to make her like the goth friend like yeah, you know they, like, <laughs> they did she had like this gothic vibe where she just like was anti-society which she still she is, still like, is yeah thing. Like later on, she realized that she has to still be able to communicate with people. Like, <laughs> like early on, she she doesn't care. Yeah, no, but it's so great though, and I love that dynamic yeah. between her and Lewis, especially in the first season, because they're polar opposites. You know, yeah. <laughs> like she's just so apathetic and couldn't care less, and he's just like so rare and to go all the time, and just like <laughs> everything. So it's I, I really love that um, mm-hmm. that contrast between the two of them. That's uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it just makes sense. Like, even though it shouldn't, it still makes sense that they end up together and that they end up having this relationship. They kind of, like, improve each other. Like, Mm -hmm. he kind of helps her come out of her shell and then she helps him kind of be more conscious of his actions, I think. Mm -hmm. Which we definitely see throughout the series and especially by the the finale. One of my favorite lines is here, so I don't want to say it yet. Um, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, but there's like two, actually. I think I know which one you're talking about. So at dinner at the Stevens house that night, Lewis is, you know, really, really still trying to find a way <laughs> to get into this uh, talent show. And, and he really thinks that Ren Slot is the way in, you know. So he brings up the fact that they used to be so close when they were ki- <laughs> when they were like really, really little and whatever. And I do like when Ren says, oh, yeah, right. Uh, we shared a playpen and you vomited on me like the way she says it is like really good and he says happy happy times um so eileen uh she's like oh my god no yeah you guys were so cute and i love the way lewis says that they were inseparable yeah like i don't know it's, it's kind of cute but i also like when ren says when he first brings it up and she goes no uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know i love how she says no 
<laughs> she's, she's like, no, so that didn't happen. Nonsense. <laughs> I want to point out, too, that like when Lewis says, you know, we used to be inseparable, like he kind of gives Ren this look, this like devious smile, like across the table. He's just smirking at her like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I wanted to point that out because this is partially why I wanted to interview Matt Dearborn really early into this project <clears throat> so that mm-hmm. we could have some knowledge of stuff moving on because this totally reminded me of when he said that you don't need to soften kids motivations yeah like you know it's like it's like we totally know (laughs) what lewis is doing he's like yeah i don't care (laughs) they try to keep him pretty transparent the audience knows what he's trying to do lewis knows what he's trying to do the characters know what he's trying to do Uh uh-huh yeah, so Eileen says that, oh, you know, you guys, you were like a little duo, like Nichols and May, and they're like, who the heck is that? One of the first here, I, I, there were, I feel like there were a few in the last episode that I didn't really point out in a sort of segment, but we got a pop culture reference here Yeah. in order for them to sort of, for Lewis and Ren to sort of understand uh, these du- these comedy duo references that Steve and Eileen are making. Donnie chimes in and says, Beavis and Butthead, like for them to like understand <laughs> what they're trying to call them. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then they get it. And, and then um, Ren says, ew, gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my blog, I wrote that that was actually, it's a solid reference to make, you know, like this mm. show makes a lot of solid references that will always be relevant you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like Beavis and Butthead was such a big thing. It was like a staple of, you know, early yeah. MTV and, and all this stuff. So it's like, it's always going to be referenced, you know, throughout time. They've made really, really, really smart pop culture references, which I think definitely contributes to the show aging really gracefully. Sure, yeah. So like we said, the characters know what Lewis is up to. So Ren even says, uh, she brings up, you know, Lewis mentioning their childhood inseparableness. It's just like, nah, all he's doing is that he's trying to get in on my talent showtime because blah, 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 blah. And Eileen, you know, pulls the, but Ren, he's your brother card. And like, yeah. you know how much this means to him. And, you know, I'm, I'm just a fan who happens to control your allowance. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and so that pretty much seals the deal, I guess. So it yep. cuts to talent show rehearsals, which I'm assuming is the next day. Uh, and we suddenly see that Ren's opera piece and her time slot has transformed into a comedy duo act between <laughs> Lewis and Ren. Uh, like, you know, it seemed like he was trying to only subtly change it, but now it's like, oh no, this is literally just my act now. So, you know. <laughs> I think Ren also realized that she wanted to beat Beale. She was convinced that her opera is not going to beat Beale. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of let Lewis take the take the reins on this. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, so it's a, it's a comedy act, and Ren is providing all the setups, and Lewis serves all the jokes and punchlines and everything. You know, they start going over the material on stage in front of the rest of the contestants. They're kind of a hit. You know, everyone's laughing mm-hmm. at the material. I think the one that always stood out in my memory was probably. Uh, so you're saying your history teacher is old? How old is she? Let's put it this way. Her social security number is one. I use that all the time. <laughs> like that's a very. I feel like I've heard that joke a million times, but I still yeah. laugh when Shia says it. Yeah. Uh, and then the one after it, which I never really laughed at as a kid, uh, <laughs> where he's just like, Miss Pringles from a small town in Kansas, isn't she? Very small. In fact, it's so small that when the people are walking across the street, the sign flashes "Mosey" and "Don't Mosey." <laughs> 
what? I feel like no no seventh or eighth grader would really find that funny. No. <laughs> the like, first two, yeah, but like that one, I like as a kid, I remember being like mosey. Like exactly. I don't understand what moseying? I like, and then now as an adult, I get it, but it's a very like kind of old joke. I was still like, just this time now, I was like, yeah, that one's still not really landing with me. <laughs> um, but okay. So while they're performing, Ivan and Larry. Uh, had already come walking in and they caught these few jokes that they were doing and this is when I said that like Ivan is actually a nice guy like he's just Mm. super spineless and just blows with the wind you know so he's like genuinely enjoying their act and he's laughing and he's like oh wow man they're good and Larry's like yeah uh, that's not good (laughs) because (laughs) they're gonna beat us and then immediately Mm. Ivan's just like oh yeah right (laughs) so Larry is super salty at their routine because he knows that they're really good and uh, they'll probably beat them. It cuts to after rehearsal, and then this is a weird scene for me because I'm so pro Ren and Larry as like a couple somewhere down the line, but he's yeah. so nasty to her. Yeah, early Beal is really nasty. Yeah, first first season Beal's pretty bad. I think second and third season the rivalry has more integrity. Where early on he's pretty much a terrible person so what happens here is larry goes up to ren after school and you know he tells her you know i caught your act like blah 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 she's like yeah we're funny and you guys are just gonna like lose with your stupid magic act and he's like uh excuse me like lewis is funny you're trash basically is what he's (laughs) saying lewis is funny but you you're just a straight man the flunky I know that Lewis has done some pretty rotten things in the past, but he would not use me. We're a, we're a team. Oh yeah? And one of your jokes is? Well, I say, well, I say. Uh-huh. Later, Flunky. Uh, oh my gosh, you know, it, I hate it's this so scene. bad. Yeah, you know, like what you said, she starts to let this really get to her and mm-hmm. really starts to resent Lewis because of it. Yeah. Like, I don't really blame her, but at the same time, it's Beale. He also makes a straight man seem like the bad, a bad thing. Yeah, but it's necessary. When I watch comic acts, I love the straight man. Like, yeah. there's been, like, Dean Martin was a straight man. George Burns was a straight man. Even, like, m- more modern times, like, Jason Bateman's a straight mm-hmm. man. Paul Rudd, like... You have to have a straight man in order to have a comedy act. And he's making it seem like she's a flunky, but that's not... There's a lot that goes into it more than just, you know, uh, an actual punchline. Right. And I watched this episode with my mom again last night, always use her Mm -hmm. as my second opinion. And she pointed out that she thought Ren delivered the setups really well. She was like, she she did that like really well and it made it flow a lot better. Um, And I was like, yeah, so it's like, it's not like she's completely unnecessary to the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so yeah, I guess that is a little weird. Would you consider that a bit of a a a plot hole? Yeah, that was just obnoxious. It's Beale catalyzing it and then Ren just like, not immediately going through. for it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just frustrating. But then at the same time, they're seventh and eighth graders. Yeah, of course, of course. Yes. You but know, it's, it's hard it's hard to remember that because they look older. They look and older so and know, then, and they are older in real life. Yeah. Yeah. But they also a lot of the situations they're in a lot of the time feel like high school situations to me instead of yes. like middle school situations. Yes. Like especially like throughout the series. Not necessarily this one. But you know, it's that just I, it's always really easy to forget that they're in middle school. Oh yeah, hundred percent. 
I still always say that I feel like the writers probably, after a certain point, intended for them to be in high school or like kept <laughs> writing as if they were in high school, but they just slapped the junior high title on there because yeah. that's the key demo. Yeah, maybe Disney was like, no, they're still in junior high. Yeah, no. like like no, they they have to be in junior high. We we have yeah. thirteen year olds watching Disney Channel. They have to be in junior high. So like with them being seventh and eighth graders, like everything is heightened. Like you know what I mean. Like everything seems way worse than it really is. Mm-hmm. If someone just plants the seed that someone's using you or something, yeah. and and you start thinking like oh like no one's going to be laughing at me. They're they're only going to be laughing at Lewis. So like I'm basically just standing there being good for nothing. Like whatever. Like sure. I mean I can understand how you know it might spy. Yeah. Roll into that thought process, you know. At that age, like what Dearborn said, like kids are kind of self-serving in a way, and they Mm -hmm. want what they want. Yeah. Ren, she gave up her act really. Yeah. To do this with Lewis, so if she has like one little inkling that you know it's not really them working together, it's just him wanting the spotlight. You know, if she gets Mm -hmm. one little inkling of that, she's gonna get upset. So I'll let that slide. (laughs) Yeah. So it cuts to the Stevens house that night with this ridiculous scene, really pointless. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous scene in this episode by far. It's just so off the wall. I mean, it's it's the first scene we really get in the show where it's kind of like that odd, surreal, uh, like thing. almost surreal humor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Eileen and Donnie are like talking about the talent show. Uh, Steve is like, I used to have a talent back in my day. I used to juggle. Donnie happens to be putting away a box of eggs. And so Steve takes a couple eggs and starts juggling them. And the eggs are like super CGI eggs uh, going around in circles. Yeah. And like Donnie just keeps throwing in eggs. I'm like, there's no way that Steve would be able to just catch them and like have them keep going. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so, yeah, Donnie just keeps throwing egg after egg after egg into Steve's little juggling moment. And then Lewis just comes in playing a tuba, which, why? (laughs) Like, like, why? It has nothing to do. Maybe originally they wanted his act to be a tuba act and they... Film Filmed out this of out of like, order, yeah. Yeah. Because it makes no sense. Every time I watch it, I'm like, why is he playing an instrument? Right <laughs> <now?"> <laughs> like, honestly. So Lewis comes walking in with the tuba, and Steve gets distracted, and the eggs that he was juggling start falling on his head. But they keep falling for like 20 <laughs> minutes. Like, it's just, they just keep falling and cracking on his head, like an infinite amount of eggs. He had to have had like 10. But there's no, but, yeah. (laughs) I mean, this really did bother me, though, I gotta say, when we were watching it. To me, the show does so many weird things that I'm just like, nah, they just said, let's just keep the eggs falling an unreasonable (laughs) amount of time. So after that ridiculous scene, it cuts to Lewis's room and he's, it's, I always thought this was weird too. He's like, oh, I'm just making tweaks to the act, but he's literally just saying the same joke. <laughs> like, like, like he's writing the key, he's yeah. writing the little um, index cards and he's like, mosey, don't mosey. Oh, I'm hilarious. And then he's like, oh, I'm just making some tweaks. I'm like, what was the tweak? Yeah, I, I think about that every time as well. Yeah. <laughs> like Ren comes walking in and he's like, oh yeah, I'm just making some tweaks to the act, Ren, but don't worry, it's gold. It's still great. Uh, He's like, she's like, we're going to kill it. And she's like, don't you mean you're going to kill it? (laughs) Like, just super dramatic. Um, 
Now, this, in my opinion, was the only sort of plot hole I could find. So, Ren basically says, when Larry told me what you were up to, I didn't want to believe him, but it's true, isn't it? And Lewis just knows what she's talking about. Yeah, it's kind of weird, because I don't think he did it intentionally. I think he wasn't thinking, oh, I'm just going to use her. I think he, in his head, like convinced himself that he was going to make her a part of the act yeah. and that she was getting good lines and all this stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? When she brings that up, I don't think he would have known what she was talking about. Exactly. Like yeah. I said in my review, like I think he would have been like, wait, what did Larry say? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like what is he What is <laughs> yeah. he trying to tell you? Yeah, but yeah, instead he magically knows exactly what Ren means. I, I love when he's trying to reassure her though, where he's like, no, you get, <laughs> you get jokes. You say a lot of jokes. You say that one about the turtle? That's mine. Mm-hmm. But you do say that one about the old one. <laughs> <laughs> the old I'm like, one. I'm like, oh my god. I really want to know the joke about the turtle now. <laughs> Yeah, so Ren is just really upset about it, you know, about the idea of that she's really has no real purpose in the act. So she says, you know what? You have the slot to yourself now, just like you wanted. Have fun. And she quits. Um, and I think that's so ridiculous, too, because as I was watching it with my mom, she's like, he can't do it by himself. It's like that right there, like should have told Ren that she is needed. I think he could, though. I was thinking about that last night ad nauseum for some reason and I was like okay how could he rephrase these he could be like I'm really liking history class yeah my teacher Miss Kringle she she makes it really interesting you know why or I don't know it would be weird but it it wouldn't work as well but I I don't know I was really trying to like phrase them in my head Uh but uh yeah I don't know yeah no yeah the more I think about it yeah yeah I, I always think that too I'm like yeah she is needed though she needs to be there because it makes jokes. it more like conversational and therefore it makes yeah. it like kind of funnier and it makes the jokes more unexpected when it's conversational right yeah because when it's someone just standing up there you're like okay he's gonna tell me a joke like at that point it's just stand up yeah exactly but that's what he originally wanted though right yeah he actually so he had to have had it written in a way because he had the act for jay leno who's a one-man act right yeah and all, but like and also just leading up to that, he wanted his own solo spot. Yeah, exactly. So obviously he must have had something planned for his comedy routine, you know? Maybe he had something originally planned and then when he found out he had to do it with Ren, he like pulled this act he had like out of the archives and right. was like, I'm gonna do this instead. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm really I'm trying way too hard to make it. Yeah, grasping at straws. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess I can see what you meant though with like some plot holes. Now that we're like talking about it, I guess I can see what you mean. But there are still other qualities to this episode that I like more of than course. the plot holes yeah, that evens it out for me. I don't know. So yeah, I think we've already made it to the talent show. Yeah. So, yeah, so cut to the talent show. Um, We see Wexler for the first time, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's there announcing Tawny, and he calls her the pride. Oh, what's he say? He's like, whoever said children were the future must have been talking about this next young woman (laughs) or whatever. It's like the pride of Miss Montague's homeroom, Miss Tawny Dean. (laughs) And she comes out here being so depressing and what I thought was so great was earlier she said she was going to be performing an uplifting and inspirational poem <laughs> and of course her poem is the exact opposite um, it's called Too Bad and it's really really short Tawny's only up there for like 50 seconds yeah they literally could have cut out like 8 minutes from her act and just given it to, to Lewis. Lewis exactly and he could have had an act 
and Ren could have had an act. They could have each had an act. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah like if Tawny knew that her poem was only going to be like <laughs> seven lines long, then hello. And like, where was she in the oh rehearsal gosh. space too? Like she should have been there and been like, yeah, my poem's only a minute long. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I see what you mean. <laughs> it's just frustrating. But Tawny's poem, yeah, it's called Too Bad. And it goes. You think your life is different. It's not. Your life is the same as her life, as his life, as all of their lives. Too bad. For you, I mean. Because I'm an original, and you're not. And that's just too bad. <laughs> and she's like oh, picking fl- petals off the flower. Yep. <laughs> and the best part, too, was the music in the background, though. <laughs> and it has like the bog ghost playing yeah. like that music always gets me like, like psychedelic a little bit yeah i know yeah, yeah 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 definitely and so i love how when she's done everyone is just so confused and lewis is the only one clapping in the wings did you understand that not a word but boy she ought huh <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, wow. Like when I was watching this, I I was forgetting that this is episode three. So Lewis and Tawny aren't really friends yet. He's kind of forcing his way into her life at this point. And like, he kind of likes her from afar, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's just super apathetic towards him and just like acts like she doesn't care. Even though later on we find out that she did actually like him. It's just funny the way, the way their dynamic is. So next up after Tawny is Larry and Ivan and they come out on stage and oh my god so they come out on stage and Larry says this year instead of my magic act we're gonna do something entirely different so folks give a round of applause for my boy my assistant Ivan and what do they do they proceed to perform Lewis's comedy act so Larry I hear that your favorite subject in school is history. Yeah, and my history teacher, old Miss Pringle, knows how to make it very interesting. Uh, why is that? Because she was there. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 wait a second, what you're saying is your, your history teacher's old. How, how old is she? Uh, let's just put it this way. Uh, her social security number is one. <laughs> one! <laughs> and, and I think, was this another plot hole maybe? Like, how did they yeah, know this, the whole this act? This is the biggest one. I, it's just... How did they remember all the jokes word for word? Yeah, first of all, they walk in after the, the first, first joke, joke, I believe, yeah. during the audition. Second of all, I see Miss Baker's little smirking face in the background as his act's going on. Why isn't she, like, saying, hey, you stole that from... <laughs> Lewis, I, it just doesn't make any sense. Like he would be disqualified. Everyone who was at the audition heard Lewis's act. They all mm-hmm. loved it. And now like Larry's doing it. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And then yeah. Ren's like stupid friend is like He's laughing. laughing. Her. She's going bazonkers about this act, but she heard the actual act from Lewis. Like it's just, it's so, it's probably the most frustrating thing in this entire show. Yeah. Of all the episodes of all the seasons, I hate this. Yeah. Even though there's not a lot of, like, it's slow and there's not as many jokes and stuff, but it could have been higher on my list. It's just so frustrating. Yeah. I don't know. It's I shouldn't be this upset about it, but it's my favorite show, so I just get frustrated. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. I always thought about that, too. Why didn't the 
instructor or whatever, Miss Baker, why isn't she doing anything? Oh, I know. Just, yeah, that is true. She just looks at Lewis. She's like, hey, you're up next. It's like, no, he, he just, he stole his act. Yeah. Ah, it's so frustrating. I like, yeah, no, I definitely understand what you're saying. But even though it's like every time Larry gets out there and they start performing it, though, like my heart still sinks every time. Yeah, you still feel for Lewis. Ren's reaction always gets me and like Lewis's reaction mm-hmm. always gets me. And I still feel that emotion, like regardless of whether or not it makes sense. You know, I mean, who knows? I mean, like, aside from everyone laughing, even though they know it was Lewis's jokes, I mean, are they really going to interrupt the performance? You know, like, like I don't know, but... Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I just wanted her to at least be like... I don't know. He doesn't even say him well. He delivers the jokes not very well. Oh my god, I know. That that's when that's he says Mosey? Oh, it's I'm so like, bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Like I I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote that in my review. I was like, everyone is dying laughing even though their delivery is so uh, bad. It's so terrible. Even Ivan doesn't deliver the straight man. Like it just shows how good Ren was at these setups. You know? mm-hmm. They were doing all this physical stuff too. They were like <laughs> dancing. They were like dance moves and stuff. <laughs> like like Larry was doing that thing with like his arms and his knees like going in and out like <laughs> and then like twirling around after he tells uh, the joke. I'm like, oh, this is so cringy. It is cringy. And the best part is is when Ren goes backstage and Lewis says. You'll stole my jokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't say. <laughs> like, like that part's great. And the, this moment with Ren and Lewis is really good. And that's why I didn't completely hate the episode. So, but yeah, so that whole thing with like Larry stealing the jokes really makes my skin crawl. Like every mm-hmm. time, like I said, like regardless of whether or not it makes sense, it's still the idea of yeah. it. You know, I'm just like, that sucks. <laughs> and it's supposed, and yeah, it's, it's supposed to make your skin crawl, you know, and it's supposed mm-hmm. to make you feel bad for Lewis. And-, and it makes Larry just look terrible. Like oh, the yeah. worst it's, person. It's his, it's his worst moment in the whole show. Yeah. Uh, you're going to say next, but we get a mirror talk, which is, mm-hmm. a, it's one of my favorite mirror talks for some reason. Mm-hmm. So it cuts to Lewis, you know, he was watching it in the wings. And I love the way they always cut after the mosey, don't mosey uh, <laughs> Like we joke. never know what's after Cause, that. Yeah, because they just didn't bother to write any more material, you know? So anytime we hear the act, it always ends right there, even though it seemingly <laughs> continues on, you know? Um, so Lewis, as soon as the mo- they hit the mosey, don't mosey line, I guess that was the final straw. You know, he's like, well, they stole it. So he walks away all upset. Yeah. And uh, he goes um, backstage and we get another mirror talk, which we had, which we, you know, we saw at the end of Steven's jeans. And I, I yeah, I really love this one. Are we, are we three for three right now for mirror talks? Did the swap.com have one? Swap.com had a micro mini one. Okay. So we have, so we're three for mm-hmm. three then, right? Yeah. When he All was right. hanging on the door, he looks over to the mirror. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's when he says like, wow, tell 20 or 30 lies. And right away, you're a bad guy. <laughs> right away, you're he bad looks, guy. yeah, he's like looking in the mirror when he says yeah. that. So, okay. so yeah, I guess. Yeah. We're kind of three. Yeah. Three three mirror talks down in each episode. Nice. These were these were pretty consistent. Um, like yeah, me too. So he's basically talking to himself and he's saying, "I guess I had it coming, but I saw a chance for me to finally be up on stage, performing like all my heroes, and getting a trophy for it." Yeah, and then he says that really great line. I mean, I know it was wrong, but it was sort of like I was possessed. By the soul of an unknown comic. Ah, I love that line. Who is this prophet? Season one, <laughs> Lewis Stevens is like a gift to humanity. And I mean, as as poorly 
as I think this episode is written at times, that's like, uh, and that's a really good line. Yeah, it's like, this is one of the reasons why I really love season one and season one, Lewis in particular. I don't know, we just had this different feeling about him. I don't know, I I still don't really know how to describe it, but it's almost like he was deeper in the first season than Mm -hmm. later on at times. I don't know. I mean, he still definitely has his moments, obviously, especially in the third season. I think he has a lot of really, really wonderful moments. But I don't know. There's just something about season one Lewis that I really love. Yeah. But yeah, so as soon as he's like, you know, getting in his feelings back there in the mirror about (laughs) all of this, uh, Ren comes walking over. And I love this. Like, even though, yeah, he says, like, Beale stole my jokes as if Ren has no idea. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty obvious. She's the one that knew the jokes uh, pretty backwards and forwards. (laughs) You don't. I just love seeing this sort of stuff. And we saw a lot of it uh, early on. You know, she's really empathizing with him. You know, Beale stole my jokes. I know. What a heel. I know that you wanted to win, Lewis, but it's not the end of the world. Um, because, you know, Lewis is up next. And I guess, yeah, that's what you mean when Miss Baker's like, Lewis, you're up next. It's like, ah, didn't you just tell, like, he yeah. <laughs> clearly, what's like, he going to do? just heard what happened. <laughs> How does she not know? It's just, there, there's no, I just wanted, like, there to be some sort of awareness that this happened other than Ren and Lewis. Mm-hmm. It's just no one else realized this or... Mm-hmm. And Larry is so ugly, too, when he comes backstage after they finish. <laughs> and he walks over to them. He's like, I wouldn't want to be the one who has to follow me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, um, first of all, why would you ever feel arrogant about that when you did not write it? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, why are you bragging? Like, He literally just admitted that he needed someone else to make an act for him in order to win. Like, exactly. And and like he and he hates the Stevens family, yet he's telling them, like, your jokes were so good. I'm going to win with them. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> you're basically admitting that they're funnier than you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> OK, yeah, I guess I, I guess I see all the all the plot holes, <laughs> all the problems. But I still really enjoy this one, though. I know. I enjoy, I enjoy it. Of course, it's it's even Stevens. I love it. Yeah. And then this is the other really <laughs> ridiculous thing, too. You know, Ren decides, yeah, let's share the embarrassment then if you're going on next. He's on next. And she's like, yeah, like, why don't we? She just happened to have the opera CD on her. Why did she have that on her? She wasn't going to do the opera act. She was already in the audience. <laughs> exactly. She was just in the audience as a spectator. Also, what was her friend going to do in the talent show? Because she was at the rehe- she was at the, the first meeting. Yeah. And she was at like the rehearsals and But then she's her, in the audience laughing. Like what is she I thought she was gonna be in the talent show. She, it's weird. I don't, I don't I'm I'm dying to know what her talent is. <laughs> but yeah, so for whatever reason, Ren just happens to have this opera CD on her and uh and she just whips it out and uh they decide that they're gonna go on stage and perform this opera and I'm just like, okay, first of all, <laughs> if if Lewis was up next there is no way that they could have orchestrated this three-act opera with costume changes, a horse and uh, and carriage. In ten minutes. I mean, in, in, not even ten minutes. If he was up next, they had sixty seconds max you know I mean? to pull this I thing mean, together. I mean, they performed it in ten minutes. I, I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's an opera. It had to take like at least a half an hour. Well, no, I mean, ten minutes <laughs> is a long time. I could see like maybe yeah, guess, like maybe. three minutes for each 
act or that's something. True, I don't know. Okay. You know, that's like true. that's fine. But yeah. but it's just the idea of like all these costume changes Lewis is doing. They're just totally ad-libbing the whole thing as they go. And like Lewis doesn't know how the hell this opera goes. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yet he's just like going along with it, just like lip syncing, just doing whatever he can. Oh my god. But it's yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's not even like funny, but everyone's like dying laughing. Is Ren singing at the beginning and then... No, I think she's singing the whole time, yeah. And then who... Okay, so then the recording is just the the male voice? Yeah, I know. It's really weird. Like, how is that working? Because <laughs> there's like a duet with like a male voice and a female voice, but the female voice is clearly Ren singing like live, but then the male voice is clearly... <laughs> A really happening. deep, deep, deep male voice that Lewis is lip syncing to. So I just, I don't understand. I, I like, I actually, li- I like the scene. I like uh, the humor in it. I like that kind of stuff. I mean, Lewis is great at physical humor. Shia is good at, great at physical humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he can pull it off. I don't think Beale would have been able to steal that well. Yeah, well, we saw some of Beale's physical humor, yeah. and it wasn't, it wasn't it. that great up there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want Beale's physical humor, I don't think. No. I mean, I kind of, this is like one of those things, though, where it's just so ridiculous that it just makes me laugh, you know, that there's yeah, no way they exactly. could have pulled this together. Yeah, in the oh costume, the Lewis's costumes are pretty funny when he's mm-hmm. wearing that, the like a uh, German wig or whatever, mm-hmm. the Dutch girl. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but it's pretty funny. And the, and the clogs. I like it. So, yeah, so they basically totally improvised this act and it was a total success and everyone loved it. And, you know, they think they're hilarious. And Larry is left standing in the wings all salty because even in this sort of situation, the Stevens still came out on top. They end up winning the talent show after all. And they, uh, you know, it cuts to the final minute bit where they're walking into the house with the trophy. And I really like this scene. You know, it's like it's really... It's really nice. It's kind of heartwarming. You know, Lewis and Ren had worked together and in the end it all paid off and they they won. Mm -hmm. It's also really nice when they take the bow too at the talent show. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a, it's kind of an iconic uh, image. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of like Lewis and Ren, like these siblings that are like yeah. such iconic Disney Channel siblings up there together, basking in the in the glory of yeah. you know winning this, and they worked together and they made a good little team in the end. It's really nice. So they so they won the trophy. How how does this go? So was it Lewis hands her the trophy? Yeah, Lewis says, "This is yours." No, I couldn't. You you've been waiting all your life for this. Yeah, but I couldn't have gotten it without you. I mean, it was our act, so it's your trophy. Thanks. Guess we really taught Larry Beale how to put on an act, huh? Oh, <laughs> we did. You're not really going to keep that, are you, Ren? You're supposed to give it back one more time. Why? That's the comic rule of three. I don't know that rule. That's because you don't understand comedy. I'll teach you. Yeah, so apparently Ren uh, broke the comic rule of three and just walks up the stairs with the trophy. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I, uh, number 50 on my list. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stick with it. Number 14 on my list. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I know, I just I know. really. You, you like, you like, like the moment, like the, like the Ren Lewis uh, moments. For that, yeah, it's, it's one of the best moments between the two, I think. I still I still get just mad because I feel like if they won with Lewis's jokes and Lewis's routine, then Lewis should have kept the trophy mm-hmm. and they should have done Lewis's routine. I don't know. Lewis should have yeah. gotten the trophy. No, well, yeah, obviously. I think Ren was just 
Yeah, I know. He's yanking his chain. Yeah, sure, I'm sure he got the trophy back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so my little um, wrap-up paragraph on my review about how mm-hmm. I feel about it, I said, I love this episode. There's a certain charm to it. It's a tiny bit cheesy 90s sitcom-style Disney Channel, but in the best way possible, if that makes sense. Like, pretty much all of my top picks, this episode tells one story. It's just super satisfying. We get more character building for Lewis, uh, Ren and Larry conflict, and nice sibling bonding between Lewis and Ren, with a few laughs and heartfelt moments thrown in for good measure. I mean, the show is called Even Stevens, therefore I love episodes that focus on the two main characters and their interactions. The show is rooted in watching Lewis and Ren clash, and that's definitely enjoyable, but it's even better when we get to see that they're there for each other at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, especially in the first season, you get a lot more of them kind of like having touching moments, Mm -hmm. uh, whereas you don't really get that in the especially the third season as much they're kind of in their own separate worlds by the time the third season rolls around oh yeah uh, there's a lot of they have separate their own friends plots. and all that yeah yeah the first season they're really kind of more in each other's lives uh, yeah i guess are those our final thoughts i guess <clears throat> yeah i think so regardless of them winning i just still feel bad for lewis i mean he still wanted this validation Mm -hmm. of his talents and he still didn't really i mean he got validation from a talent i mean from being entertaining i guess but Mm -hmm. not from the you know this comedy that he's worked so hard on and i don't Mm -hmm. know i mean he still got to tell it at the rehearsal and people laughed yeah i I, i'd i'd probably keep this episode at 50 Mm-hmm. Um, I still liked it. It's entertaining. I like all the episodes pretty much, at least to some degree. I think if an episode can like make me feel uh, like emotion like that every time mm-hmm. I watch it, like that's good to me. Yeah. I still just love it for that reason. And, yeah. um, you know, regardless if I, you know, how many plot holes and things that are kind of frustrating here now that I've talked through it with you i can clearly see all of that but i i still really like this one i don't know if i'd if i'd change it and and again like i said the the main thing that really made me rank it higher was this is clearly telling us that lewis wants to be a comedian yeah and i love comedian lewis and this is the most we ever actually see of that yeah same here so so the writer i I don't i think it's lore or Lori kimbra this is her only even steven's writing credit uh, but she produced some of my least favorite season one episodes, which are this one, uh, All About Yvette, Lewis in the Middle. And uh, mm-hmm. those are like probably my three of my five least favorite. And then uh, she also produced Swap.com. Which See, this is uh, this is interesting, though, because I think it's like the first six episodes. Right. And then yeah. when we interviewed Matt. Dearborn, he said that the first six episodes were under a different watch. He said that oh, that was yeah, right. that was Eric Van Lowe and company. So I'm assuming this writer had to have been part of Eric Van Lowe's team. This is just that team doing whatever yeah. they did with those first episodes. And I'm pretty sure those were the ones Matt was referring to as clunkers in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, because he said it takes maybe like 9, 10, 11 episodes to really get their uh, show's groove. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Okay. Moving on to just a few little segments. MVP, yes, no. I said both Lewis and Ren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said Lewis. <laughs> I said Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like, I mean, they both just work together. I don't know. I just yeah. I just like the way that all worked out. And they were obviously the highlight of it. And- Ren wasn't as obnoxious as I remember her being in this episode. She definitely has other episodes where she gets on my nerves. But uh, yeah, I she wasn't really annoying in this one like I remembered. Yeah, so then best quote, 
What are our best quotes for this one? I'm still like I'm always going back and forth in my head up until the last second. Yeah. I, like I said, like I don't know if I should go with the more obvious one or the sort of subtle one. Yeah. I, I'm thinking I, maybe I should go with the subtle one for a change. Go ahead, you go. So first. why no? Why don't uh, should you go you first go or should I go first? first? Go first. You, you go first, and then based on what yours is, I'll make my decision. <laughs> okay, okay. So I went, I went. There's two lines I really liked, but I went with the line that made me laugh the most. Okay. And I just always really liked this line. Opera is boring. In fact, they would have named it boring, but it was already taken by ballet. <laughs> I always like that line. I've, yeah, I like use it. Line. I use it all the time. Yeah. When stuff's boring. It's kind of a. Type of line, but, I mean, <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot to choose from from this episode as far as comedic lines, right? Uh, there's there's some good moments, like comedic moments, but as far as like quotes, this one doesn't have like really a, a lot. Okay, I know I said that we can only pick one quote, but I think I'm going to pick one and then give an honorable mention to the more obvious one. So the one I want to pick, just to shed some light on it, because it is a little bit subtle, and they're both in the same scene. So it's when Lewis goes over to Tawny to try to convince her to do an act with him, and it's when she says... I'm reciting an uplifting and inspirational poem. (laughs) Yeah, I'd sure to have him in the aisles. Like, I'm just picturing, like, people just getting out in the aisles, just like, woo, just feeling the spirit from Tawny's poem. Whooping it up about Tawny's poem. He delivers it really well. Oh, God, I, I just, I don't know, I just always really liked that line. Oh, God. And then, of course, my honorable mention line that I was going back and forth with is when Tawny obviously just shuts down the offer and says, It's always next year, Lewis. Next year? Next year might be too late, okay? Men don't live long in my family, Tawny. So the Stevens men just dropped dead at age 14, roughly? Yeah, like, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I always just really loved that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, it's a really great I, the, line. The other one I was going with, going between, was the, uh, the mere talk one where he says, possessed by a soul of an unknown comic. Mm-hmm. I like that one, but I want for favorite line. I try to go with like the one that makes me laugh the most because that's the main reason I watch the show is to laugh too. So. The comedy, especially like when I first was watching it as a kid. I mean, as a twelve-year-old boy, I wasn't looking for a lot of like heart necessarily. Yeah. I mean, especially in the '90s, you could find that in any sitcom, in too much of it, and that's yeah. why I liked even Stevens because it had it, but it was. Well, that's what I said in my thing. I said it feels very '90s sitcommy with the heart yeah. and emotion, but. Yeah, but it's yeah, but even Stevens is perfect because it's not it's never corny when they do it. I don't think. So I just have two quick final segments. So we have one little piece of trivia. Is it true? Did you know? That is it true that what does that mean? So this is going to be really short, but um, yeah. So the title of the episode uh, it's supposed to be a play on or just kind of inspired mm-hmm. by comedian Henny Youngman's joke take my wife please mm-hmm. um, so that's just one little thing there that you know I thought was a little interesting yeah, uh, he was in Goodfellas yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah I just think uh, yeah I just thought that was a little interesting you know to make the title be you know based on that of another you know comedian yeah I love um, Henny Youngman he's kind of got that that same like vaudevillian style I oh also by the way for our, our listeners so last week and, and you Brittany because I haven't told you 
whenever we recorded the Stevens Jeans episode, mm-hmm. one of those trivia things that are from TV.com I had written back in like 2005. No. And I think it was the one about Bill Cosby, about him being on his track team. Because you had written that paper. <laughs> yeah, because I I'd read a biography about Bill Cosby. And when I saw this episode, I was like, yes, he was on the track team. And so I went to the Went to TV.com. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the one I wrote. Wow. And it's still logged in my account on TV. <laughs> TV. Oh, my com. God. Okay, so then last little segment here. I have some tweets. <laughs> found tweets about this one? I was able to find some tweets. It took me a while. This one was really difficult to find tweets from. I had to do every single keyword I could think of to find something because I do love the tweet segment. So I found two tweets that are pretty related to each other. So the first one is from Angela Pete, and she just says, this is from 2009, and she tweeted, the mosey or don't mosey episode of Even Stevens was on yesterday. I was so happy. (laughs) 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 Just going back to like what we said about that word, like sticking out, like that joke sticking out. And then this, the other tweet I ever I was able to find is the same sort of deal. It's from Mark Andrews. He said, "Random thought. I learned the words cornucopia and mosey from Even Stevens." Nice. Is that, is that um, the same guy who learned molasses from Even Stevens? No, I don't think so. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, that that got that. If it if it is, he's just Even Stevens. You know, is just his encyclopedia it's over his here. Dictionary. Dictionary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then there were just a few other tweets of people just sort of describing the episode. Like, does anyone remember that episode where Larry Beal steals Lewis's jokes right before he's about to go on stage? <laughs> like, like whatever, just sort of tweets like that. But I kind of liked the fact that I found two tweets that uh, mentioned the mosey and don't mosey because oh, yeah. that's definitely something that stood out in my memory, too. It's, yeah, it's, I, think it's, I think it's one of the most memorable parts of the episode. There's that joke because as a kid, you're like, mosey? Exactly. I, I always remembered being like, what the heck does that mean? I don't know what mosey is. <laughs> so is that it? Is that all our thoughts on this one? I think that might be it. Okay, so I think that's about it for this episode. So we are mm-hmm. going to be officially having five episodes completed of the Man. podcast. Cool. Uh, which is pretty cool. I hope we're able to keep up the way we're doing. If we keep this up, we will be doing the Hanukkah episode the week of Christmas. Really? I'm pretty sure. I think, or at least right around Christmas, you know. It will be late December. So, so that'll, cause my blog, I never, it never lined up with any holidays like that. So I got got excited when I, when I figured out that we might be doing it around Christmas. I really wanted to do a very scary story by Halloween, but that's not possible. Yeah, no, that's like, yeah, into season two. And I was thinking too, I was like, should we jump around? And like, since that episode doesn't really have anything to do with anything, like, should we do it as a special on Halloween? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then I was like. No, we should be committed to going in order. Yeah, yeah. We got to go in order. I know, but then at the same time, I was like, is it really that important? We have to go in order. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Brittany, come on. I don't know. We if, can, it, if nothing else, we can just go even slower so that by the time Halloween comes <laughs> next, next year. Halloween comes next year. We're only going to be into season two by next year, please. No. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah. But yeah, I guess that's it for today, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Of course, as usual, all the socials, evenstevensrank.com and at evenstevensranked on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Yeah, so thanks for listening as always, and we will see you in the next episode. See ya.